This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 151st episode of the Wordplay Podcast. This winter's bout of rewriting Dreamlander was an especial joy for me, but it was still an intense six months, and my mind was mush at the end of it. I wanted to dive right into edits of The Deepest Breath, but I could tell on that first day that I needed a break. I was just mentally stretched too thin at the moment to give the edits everything I had. So I reluctantly decided to take a few days off. That was last week. At the end of it, I'm here to tell you that the only thing more difficult than writing is not writing. As a convicted workaholic, I thrive on getting things done, so when I banned myself from doing anything, I go a little stir-crazy, to put it mildly. But after a few days of shopping, movie-watching, and just generally trying to convince myself to chill, I can already tell that my brain is bouncing back. This coming week, I plan to not only start edits on Deepest, but also to start outlining a new project. A historical fantasy about a barnstormer who has a woman fall out of the sky onto his plane. This will be called Storming, and I'm already super excited about it. If you're interested, you can read more about it on my website at kmyland.com. That's W-E-I-L-A-N-D slash books dot P-H-P pound sign upcoming. Would your story benefit from a distant narrator? The latest post in the video series on my blog shows how F. Scott Fitzgerald's beloved classic The Great Gatsby utilizes a surprisingly distant narrator to transform his story. You can watch the video on my blog at wordplay-kmyland.blogspot.com. New videos are posted every Wednesday. And now, I hope you enjoy this week's podcast, The Two Conflict-Creating Needs of Every Character. In Frank Oz's comedy, What About Bob?, Bill Murray's neurotic character sobs to his psychiatrist, who's trying desperately to get rid of him, Gimme, gimme, gimme! I need, I need, I need! Ultimately, this is what every one of our characters should be screaming on the inside. We're all familiar with the idea that our main character must be driven through the story by some great need, but the truth is, one need just isn't going to be strong enough to get our character all the way through a book. He's going to need not just two or more needs, but two friction-causing, conflict-creating, mutually exclusive needs. The ever-wise and entertaining Victoria Mixon, in her book The Art and Craft of Story, says it this way, Characters are only important to readers insofar as they need things. Things that contrast. Things that conflict. When someone seriously, desperately, aggressively needs two mutually exclusive things, well, stuff tends to happen to them. Big, exciting stuff. That's the fabulous stuff of fiction. So how does this work? How do you go about choosing not just one, but two story-shaping needs for your character? Let's break this down and take a closer look. To begin with, consider the three intrinsic elements of character needs. 1. Your character's two needs must be equally important. If they're going to create the necessary conflict, they have to be heavyweight enough to challenge each other. 2. Both needs will be present essentially from the beginning of the story. Since they rest at the heart of your character's inner conflict, they must be there from the get-go in order to fuel his arc. 3. Your character can, and probably will, have more than just two needs. The more needs he has, the more complicated and intricate the book's conflicts and themes will be. 
The trick is to make sure they all conflict on one or more levels. Got that? Good. Now we're going to take a head-on dive into the specific elements of our two needs. Character need number one. This need is the one riding the breaking waves of your plot. This is the foundation for the goal your character is trying to accomplish. It's his outer need, the thing he knows he wants and thinks he has to accomplish to reach his primary objective. For example, in Charlotte Bronte's Jane Eyre, Jane's primary need is to marry and live with her soulmate Rochester. In Michael Curtis's Casablanca, Rick's primary need is to reunite with his lost love, Ilsa. In Karen Hancock's Light of Iden, Abram's primary need is to survive his enslavement and return home to wrest his throne from his treacherous brother. Character need number two. In many ways, the secondary need is the more important of the two. But don't tell anybody. Even the character himself may not realize how important this need is until late in the story. This need is curled up deep inside him and is at the core of the weakness holding him back from achieving his full potential. Sometimes this need can stand in stark contrast to need number one to the point that achieving either one of the needs means completely abandoning the other. And sometimes this need can end up being the perfect complement to the primary need, in which case it's the character's resistance to this need that stands in the way of his achieving not just its fulfillment, but the fulfillment of need number one as well. For example, in Jane Eyre, Jane's need to remain true to her moral duty, as well as her need to grow into the strength to truly stand as Rochester's equal, impedes her from remaining with Rochester after she learns of his insane wife. In Casablanca, Rick's need to fight the Nazis and support Ilsa's freedom fighter husband prevents him from running away with Ilsa. In Light of Aiden, Abram's deep spiritual need to submit himself to the true God and his will for his life first stands in the way of his achieving his ultimate goal of survival, thanks to his resistance to need number two, and then removes his anger and need for vengeance against his brother. The more deeply at odds these two needs, the stronger and more compelling an inner conflict will emerge from the fires. As our character wrestles with either relinquishing one of those needs, and if he truly needs it, then relinquishing it will always be bone-breakingly painful, or, somehow harmonizing them, he will plumb the depths of himself and present a story arc that will resonate with readers for years to come. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, visit me on the web at wordplay-kmyland, that's w-e-i-l-a-n-d, dot blogspot.com, and be sure to listen again next week. Mm-hmm.